We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't No Seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review, covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, folks, what is good? We're back. Another live show. The comments are already going. I love to see that. Uh, boys, We're. I mean, I don't know where to start. Actually, I do know where to start. We're Big 12 champions again. Um, 17 out of 20. It's absolute bananas. We'll get into all that. Uh, it was fitting. It was honestly extremely fitting that, uh, we had to absolutely gut that out, grind that out to seal the big 12 title last night. Cause that was a wildly stressful final two minutes, but, uh, we got it done. It, it seems wild. You think back a month ago to think that we could wrap this thing up with a full game left on the schedule. It didn't seem doable. Um, but Bill Self does what Bill Self does better than truly and we'll talk about cj moore's article truly better than anyone else has ever done he does what he does he wins big 12 conferences uh also ab before we get going can you remind the folks what month it is folks as of midnight like what 22 hours ago 20 hours ago depending on where you're from this is fucking march baby let's go <laughs> number one month of the year no doubt in my mind <laughs> basketball and basketball and basketball starting this i think saturday maybe March. it's next wednesday or something we have day college basketball oh. every day for like a week and then we take three days off and have it again for another long weekend like first half unders in march yeah 11 a.m first half baby best month of the year uh i'm so jacked every time i read this is march i get so fired up but <laughs> b turn how are you feeling after the Big 12 uh, clinching the Big 12 title last night? We gutted it out, like I said. Where are you at with this team right now? How how good did that feel last night? Yeah, I feel great. And me and AB were sitting there just talking about Dewan, Kevin, and Jay Will. Just they're winners, dude. They find ways to win, grind it out. They've been really good um, in tight games late. Just finding ways to win games. But the fact that they have a chance to go 14 and four and 
the obviously the best league in the country. Dickie V said it was the best league he's seen in 20 years. They have a chance to go 14 and four. They already clinched a share. They have a chance to clinch it outright tonight um, if TCU wins at home. So 14 and four seems wild to me because weeks ago we talked about 12 and six, maybe sharing it. And that seemed a little crazy. We've rattled off a bunch in a row. We had a crazy stretch. Um, so yeah, this team just finds ways. I love how they can buckle down, get stops late in tight games. Dewan, Kevin, two of the best defenders in the country. I think Kevin might win national defensive player of the year again. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I, I wrote this note down because we were kind of texting about it last night, but like, do you, do you feel like there's any trio? So I'm calling this Dewan, McCuller, and Jalen, any three players on any other team in the country that you would rather have in the final two minutes of a basketball game, not talent wise. That's not the most talented trio, not even the most talented trio on our team, but time and time again, we've seen these dudes make plays. That's not even counting the fact that Bill self's coaching these guys. These guys have just made play after play, after play, after play in the final minutes. And I started thinking like, is there a, a different trio in the country that you would possibly take over those guys? I don't think there is. It, it's crazy how much I trust all three of those guys late in the game. Yeah, and we, we've said it all year. They're so battle-tested. They played in so many big games. McCuller was at Tech. They played in the national championship there. Obviously, Jay Will Dewan won a national title last year, played in huge arenas. So, yeah, they just find, they find ways to get stops. They find ways um, just to – they play their asses off, die for loose balls. Like last night, Kevin McCuller, obviously with the steal, which that's been a topic on social media, of course, from K-State fans and things like that, saying it was a foul. Um, but Oh, I can't hear. I don't know if you guys can hear me. I can't hear you guys. I can hear you great. I can All hear right, I'm going to go grab great. a different pair of headphones. You guys just, you know, gerrymander <laughs> a little bit. Just keep it going. We love All it. Right. But, yeah, I think last night, just after the game, just kind of thinking how I really haven't appreciated Kevin McCuller enough. And I know that's probably because yeah. he hasn't been here that long. Obviously, this has been his only year. But I think we expect guys to come in and score, be elite scorers. Um, but with Kevin McCuller, they knew what they were getting. Bill talked about that. He picked up his phone first night. The transfer portal opened and called Kevin McCuller, which was cool to hear Bill talk about after the game. Um, yeah. Just how he really he really wanted Kevin McCuller. He didn't really want anyone else. And I think that was a perfect fit because with the personnel and how good they are defensively, I just I think he fit in perfectly. And yeah, we just he hasn't been an elite scorer, but I, I truly don't think our fans have appreciated him enough because he does everything. Um he hasn't shot the ball extremely well, but he never really has in college. Um and he he is unbelievable defensively, can guard any position. Um, and just makes winning plays. That's really what Kevin McCuller is. He's a winner. And like you said, Dewan and Jalen Wilson too. I just felt like it was so fitting um, for us to win that game last night. Him playing against his old team, the team that, you know, that fan base has been brutal on him. For him to not only make a big play, but a play that was like the the definition of why Bill Self loves a guy like Kevin McCuller. He just went at that ball harder than anyone else on the court. They wanted it to be called a foul. If you want that to be called a foul late in the game, you're soft, and that's why you're losing a lot of basketball games. Like, I love that McCuller got that sweet revenge. Uh, shout out Kyle Coffey. He he posted this in the comments. McCuller's stuff at the rim. I think that was with like five, six minutes left. Incredible play. Like, the dude is so good at defense. And, yeah, he stared down the tech bench. Like, the dude wanted that game more than anyone on the floor, and he played like it. And, ultimately, we won the game. Uh 
because of that. AB, how's your how's your hearing doing? I got it now. I don't know. I think my AirPods just disconnected or something, but it was uh, it was rough there for a minute. It's kind of well, was... it's, it's kind of wild how I mean we saw Dewan just be this elite defensive stopper last year. I think fans were coming around on him a little bit, but then once the tournament came, how good he was defensively in the national title game. I was looking last night. Caleb Love was five of twenty-four. Can you imagine what we would say about? If KU had a star go five for 24 from the floor in a national title game. But Dewan does all that, and we pick up a better defender in the offseason and Kevin McCuller, who's Naismith Defensive Player of the Year finalist and just does everything. And we knew that's I, I've said this a couple of times already, but we knew this already with Kevin McCuller. He's not he's not an elite scorer. He's never been this guy that knocks down jump shots consistently. He's just gonna do the dirty work finish around the rim, get putbacks, get to the line. Last night he had nine rebounds um, and a ton of big stop, a ton of big plays defensively, obviously. Yeah. AB, what uh, you guys had sweet seats last night. Uh, I was up in my normal, my normal seats, seats with the, uh, with the peasants, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. What was your, I mean, what was your takeaway? F sounded like that was first time in Allen Fieldhouse in a while. Uh, give me your thoughts. Uh, the place was more juice than I expected. Uh, I think it hit like 126 on the decibel meter, which is sneaky Tip close to the record. Nuts. It was crazy. Yes, it was um, nuts. But no, it was a great game. Braden, again, thank you for taking me. Much appreciated. Great time with the guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know what you guys have already touched on already, but Jalen continues to just, he just lost his shooting stroke, it appears, which is kind of annoying. I mean, he still put up, with what, 20 points? Yeah. I don't know what he finished with, but a lot of it was free throws or layups. Um, and then just one thing we've talked about all year, KJ, is he good enough as our five? I thought he got pretty exposed against whatever the fuck that guy's name was. Mm. He, was the, he was the worst player that we have ever seen in the first half. And then in the second half, he was just unstoppable. I think he had like 18 rebounds. Was that the most air balls ever put up in a in an Allen Field? I mean, O'Banner missed one by twelve feet. I mean, I'm behind that basket. That ball was the worst shot I've ever seen put up in Allen Field. And the one guy you're talking about also yeah. put up some absolute whatever his yeah. name was. Well, he like he missed that wide open layup, which just shouldn't happen as a seven footer. Missed the tip in after that, and then had the nerve to shoot a three the next possession. And I I think he airballed that short and way to the right. Like he just wasn't even close. But yeah, that's really yeah. all I have on last night. As close and exciting of a finish that it was, the game to me wasn't all that interesting because I never ever felt that KU was had a chance to lose that game. And that sounds crazy up uh, one with like Field 40 House. seconds left. But like, did you ever actually think Tech was winning on senior night? I didn't, but I'm one of those guys that like, what have we won now? 39 in a row on senior night. Is that right? I think it's 40. 40 in a row. Like, I'm I'm always that guy sitting there like, okay, well you know, we've got to lose one at some point. The longer you let these guys hang around, they are desperate for a win. Like it did start to creep in my mind that, man, this feels like a banked three at the shot clock buzzer away from us losing this game. Like I had that fear for whatever reason, Texas tech just kept driving the basketball. And like I died when they, they very much needed to look for a three and they drove and, you know, that's ultimately why we won the game. But I don't know. I, I feel good. You know, it, like I said, at the beginning, that's that sums up this this entire conference slate like it nothing was easy it's crazy how many close games we won and to think we wrapped it up and we still have one left on the schedule is is pretty awesome so 
yeah, I think that's about as much as we need to talk about when it comes to that game because we got more fun stuff to talk about. Um, we got to talk about just how absurd Bill Self is. Like, AB, I think you jokingly texted today, like, let's just talk about how good Bill Self is for the next two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're not going to do that unless people want that. Um, just no, kidding. But they'll probably like, wouldn't do that. It's it truly is crazy. CJ Moore, shout out him, put out an awesome article, which I it, I feel like it's the first time someone's finally come out and just said it. But uh, Bill Self's the best regular season college basketball coach of all time, and like I think you can fairly confidently start to say that. And I thought it was very interesting that somebody finally just came out and, and said that because he's now won. 17 of 20 at Kansas. I think he won his last two when he was at Tulsa, didn't he? He won. Yeah, I think it's 21 out of 25 as a whole for him. Hasn't been worse than a four at KU. He's 310 and what is it? 307 and 17 at Allen Fieldhouse. He has as many um, conference titles as home losses. And he's, he's the best coach at the winningest program in college hoops history. Everyone loves Roy, um, obviously Fog Allen, things like that. But Bill Self, 518 and 129, 17 conference titles. He has nine conference – he's won nine conference tournaments. Roy's the second closest with four. Um, yeah. Four Final Fours. Roy had four. He has the most national titles of any coach um, at KU. So he's definitely the best regular season coach, and he's one of the best coaches in the history of the game. Like – yeah. I know everyone looks at things from national titles perspective, but you got to get super lucky. You got to get hot. You got to get nice matchups in March. We know how crazy March is. I don't really judge college basketball coaches from national titles. Obviously, you want to win them. Coach K had five. Um, Roy won multiple at UNC, but Bill's track record's crazy. He hasn't been worse than a four at KU. Hasn't missed the tournament. Um, he's only lost in the. Fr- he hasn't lost in the first round since what? Oh six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of bananas to be honest. But I guess if you're a top three seed, when you're a one year, seed, yeah. I mean, he's not Tony Bennett. So he's, he's, he's squeaking those one seeds out. Um, so AB, I've got a few things I want to share uh, on this self thing. I, I took some screenshots. Do you have anything before I jump into those? Uh, on self? No, yeah. I not really. I just, it's just nice to have by far and away the best coach in the sport. And it's not even arguable. Um, no, it's not. I, I would say this, though, like, and we've talked about it before, but it's going to change at some point, whether it's his final years here or when he decides to leave and we hire someone else. Like, this isn't going to be KU basketball forever. So just don't – I'm probably guilty of this as well, but don't get used to the fact that you just won the best conference, according to Dick Vitale, in the last 20 years. Don't, yeah. like, sleep on the fact that you just did that and maybe by two or three games by the end of next week. And how about um, the st- how about the just stat? Just because we're used to it. How about the stat or the number you tweeted about Big 12 just as a whole in the last however many years, how it's been far and above better than any conference in the in the country. And it's kind of crazy because we, we win the 14th straight and obviously rival fan bases are like, oh, it's the Big 12, Big 12. For some reason, they just don't think the Big 12 is good. Um, they, they're like, it would be crazier in the big 10 ACC, whatever. There's a stretch where they go through Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Michael Beasley this year, best league we've seen in years, like big 12 is loaded. And I, 
the, the past few years, especially Baylor wins the national title. We win it last year. Texas Tech plays in it, whatever year that was, where they could have beat Virginia. Somehow Virginia yeah. won that natty. But Big 12 has been – I mean, maybe you can argue it. Other people are going to say it hasn't been the best in the country. I think um, numbers-wise it has been. And it's obviously at least been one of the best. It's not like it's a bottom tier power five conference. Like, I mean, no, you're selling it short, Braden. It is the best yeah, by yeah, a significant yeah. margin. Like, so yeah, I tweeted yesterday, but for anyone that was confused or didn't see it, I went through Ken Palm's conference rankings year to year and averaged them out over the last 20 years or since self got to KU. The Big 12 uh, average finishing rank was 2.2 on the year. And the next close is like 3.3. There was a 4.5 in there. It's consistently the best conference in basketball. And all Bill Self does is win. And if he doesn't win, he's like second or third. It's not like the years that he doesn't win it. He's like sixth place or playing on Wednesday night in Kansas City in the first little first round of the Big 12 tournament. Like he's up until the last week of the season. He's been in it every single year. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. I I read this fact today, and I almost had to cancel the rest of my meetings. I almost had to just go home and sit down and think about how absurd this is. If Bill, This is from the C.J. Moore article. If Bill Self were a university, he'd rank ninth all-time in regular season high major conference championships if he were his own college he's he's beating other colleges he's top 10 all time high major conference championships and he's coached (laughs) for what i mean he's coached illinois and ku for the last 23 years in tulsa i mean he was at oral roberts tulsa whatever he's coached i guess a long time but like he's done that 
and you could argue he has 10, 15 years left. Like a lot of the all-time greats make it to 75. I don't think Bill will, but that 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 right there just blew my mind. He's, Have you heard the Coach K one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean. So like Coach K was fraud. a Duke for 45 years and he only won, what was it, 13 ACC championships? Everyone that's not a KU fan would sign up for that in one second. If you're only taking regular season success, because obviously he's got national championships too, but. 14 in like 45 years and Bill's got three more than he does in half the time. It's just so yeah. stupid to me. Stupid. I just, the consistency is crazy. 17 of 20 is wild. And like you said, when they don't win the big 12, it's not like they're out of the race. Even the year, even the year when we first started the pod, the old ain't no seats uh, curse when the, when the uh, streak ended, we were still in it late. I remember us watching that Oklahoma game in Norman where we still kind of had a chance. We were still hanging on that to hope. That was so sad. We were <laughs> so hopeful and that team was so bad. <laughs> yeah, dope getting hurt sucked. But, yeah, it's the consistency is crazy. Like 20-plus wins every year. I mean, a lot of 30-win seasons, making the tournament every year. I already said not worse hasn't been worse than a four, but he gives us a chance every year. Like going into March, you can somehow talk yourself into at least going on a run. And yeah. I'm so glad he got a second natty because that just solidifies him, I think, as the best coach in KU history and definitely the best coach in the country. Right. I love we... this. Co- or, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I didn't, I don't want to interrupt you, but oh shit, let's go for Auburn. Just did a three to go up four. Um, anyways, Braden, you asked me this last night on the way home, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. Ryan, I want your thoughts on it too. I really when want Bill, when Bill retires, what are they going to name after him? Like they can't change Allen Fieldhouse. They can't change James Naismith Court. Like he has to have I, the best coach we've had. I'm not, dude. I'm not ruling out like it being called like Bill Self Court, Self Fog Allen Field. Like I, I don't know. How do you not put him <laughs> on that building or that court? He's the best Maybe, we've had. I don't know. I mean. Maybe you just name uh, the entire – I don't know. But you have to put – like, he is – like, that's what's wild. Bill Self took over for this program. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Stephen. Rename the entire state to Bill Self. Um, he took over this program worried about living up to expectations. And when it's all said and done, he's going to be the new face Kentucky of Kansas Bulls. basketball. Like, that is an insane thing to think about. Obviously, James Naismith – will always be that name and fog Allen is a huge name, but like when it's all said and done in 50 to hundred years, people are going to know Kansas basketball because of bill self. I think more than they do fog Allen. Um, I agree with Kyle. I think he's going on the building. You have to put him on the building at in some way. I don't know if it's self Allen Fieldhouse, uh, Allen self. I mean, it, it doesn't flow is amazing but we can workshop it hopefully we've got 15 years i am against naming courts and and buildings after people while they're still actively coaching yeah that's weird you guys agree yeah like coach k coaching on coach k court or whatever but i'm sure he like held them to gunpoint and demanded they do that so um i mean does i don't know if this sounds crazy or not um i feel like we know where we stood like we knew ku was a blue blood before ku came here but i feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like rival fan bases would be like, KU's not a blue blood. They don't win enough natties, blah, blah, blah. Bill Self comes here, wins 17 conference titles, wins two natties. Um, he's been to what, four final fours here? 
And yeah. and then we became the winningest program in college hoops history. Like he came here and turned. Yeah. We were obviously up there with Kentucky, but I feel like he solidified KU. It's obviously, I mean, we already knew we were a blue blood, but I feel like he solidified us as a blue blood and one of the top college basketball program, like top two, top three. I know they there was a combo on Twitter the other night about Kentucky, Duke, UNC, KU. I just feel like he, like you can't even argue it anymore because Bill Self's yeah. turned. KU into the winningest program in the country. It's wild. You want to hear something wild that our boy Adam Sullivan, we've shouted him out before, the, the stat king. Uh, so Kansas has a maximum of 10 games left this season. Bill Self is 10 wins away from passing Fog Allen as the winningest basketball coach in history. Can you imagine that? I mean. Going back to back. Yeah, going back to back, he becomes the winningest head coach. Like at that point, I'm done with Allen Fieldhouse. It's Bill Self Fieldhouse now. Like, sorry, Fog. See you later. Just kidding. Don't quote me on that. But sure, it's no crazy. One will clip that out of context. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, one last thing on Self. This was also from the CJ Moore article. I just thought this was interesting. Since in AB, I, I know you pay attention to a lot of these types of stats, especially this year. Uh, so obviously. When teams win the national title, the next year they haven't seen a ton of success. In fact, only five since 2007. They don't see tournament success. Five since 2007 have won their conference. Two of those five are Bill Self. He won it in 09. He won it in 23. Like, it's crazy. So, really, three since 07 outside of Bill Self have managed to turn around and win their conference and it's not like he's doing it with the same group of guys. He he completely refigured this this roster. And it's crazy. So uh, I think that's what I had on self. I wanted to make sure we uh, spent plenty of time on that because what he's doing is truly bananas. And uh, I did notice funny comment. What would the curriculum at Bill Self University be? Uh, loading wagons, defensive positions, high-low offense, and how not to be soft. Um, I would add, like, I, I, I've said this before on the pod this, this year, like I'm obsessed how he keeps referencing game point. Oh, he hey, keeps, he gotta, keeps doing it. Again. We got to make plays a game, game point. Like, I don't remember him doing that. And now I'm just like, so fired up. Watch yeah, I wonder like, who he got that from. It might've been <laughs> oh, the guys I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking earlier and I kind of wanted your guys' opinion. Like what's the best era of Bill self basketball that we've had here? Like I was thinking, 08 through 11 and 12 was pretty wild. Yeah. And then went on a run with 16 was really good. 17 was really good. 18, they go to the final four. And then now 2020, now it was crazy. You can make tough, it, it was number one overall. Yeah. Alabama loses this. They got a great chance to be number one overall again this year. We'll get to that. Um, last year they win the Natty. They were a one seed. I know USC beat us by 40. So I was just thinking like best era we've had like under Bill yeah. Self. It just sucks because we had the COVID years mixed in there that I felt just kind of disrupted how things were going. 2021 was obviously just a weird year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, right now you could say from like – I mean, you even say 20 – now we're really spreading this era out. But 2016 through now has been pretty dang absurd. Like number one overall seed in 16, number two overall seed in 17 – 2018 you make a final four 2020 you're the best team 2022 you win it all in 2023 you're going to be another one seat like i know we've pretty much had that type of consistency the entire stretch but it really has been an absurd seven years here but 
We've also had some two stinkers. As, as Bill said last night, we jacked around. We jacked <laughs> around on those years. We couldn't win it. Um, I I want to talk about just the job this year because it's insane. I feel like we haven't talked about it yet, just how much he lost. Obviously, Ochai CB going the first round. They lose Dave. They lose Remy Martin, who we need to do a reminiscent pod on the Natty last year because I went through a rabbit hole on YouTube last night just watching Remy. It, unbelievable. Um, wow. But yeah, we lose Remy. We lose four, four of our top five starters. We lose two guys to the league, um, Dave, obviously, and – lose 75 percent of your scoring you come back the big 12's loaded ab i don't know how many teams are going to make the tournament eight seven maybe uh so seven to oklahoma, nine probably oklahoma state stinks now they might not make it <laughs> so yeah so you got best league in the country best people have seen in years you lose 75 percent of your scoring top three scores four of your top five and you win the league with a game to spare and just thinking back to like two, three weeks ago when we were talking 12 and six sharing, if I would have told you we were going to win the league with a game left, I feel like we would have laughed. Um, yeah. But they mm-hmm. haven't, I don't think they've lost a game since then. But just the job he's done this year, losing that much scoring. And it's every year, dude. He just reloads. Our fans, even me, will freak out a little bit in the spring when the roster's kind of looking a little weird. And then he has a guy like Kevin McCuller, and then Kevin McCuller completes the team. Like every offseason, he finds a way. He'll get a transfer, bring in a recruit. He's just best yeah. coach in the country, and the job he's done this year. And that's why that's why I brought up the era thing. It feels like he's becoming a better coach as time goes. I really do think he's like – yeah, I think that's very fair to say he's like improving mm-hmm. as a coach somehow. I mean, the fact that we're doing this with a six foot seven center is <laughs> is bananas. But all right. Can I get some Bill hypothetical stuff going? Yes. Or is, I don't know if it's hypothetical. Also, well, there's, what there's we eight right? seconds left in this a- Auburn. Alabama, Auburn. Me. Yeah, AB's like five seconds ahead of me. I'm going to watch his face. For those not watching, we're listening, or we are watching Auburn, Alabama. Oh, we got overtime. overtime. I'm just, wow. I, also, I don't know Kentucky how close lost. you guys were watching, but Bandy. like, Bama has the ball with 50 seconds left in a tie game. How in the fuck are you not going two for one there? They waited till there's 25 seconds left to shoot. Their coach is not Bill Self. That's why. Well, I mean, All if right, I can me... figure it out, then he can figure Nate Oates can. I mean, Dude, I, I know he's not watching of... player intros or who's got guns in each other's cars, but, I mean, come on now. Sorry. Wow. I got to get that out of my – anyways. Uh, hypothetical wow. time right. or toss-up time. I want your guys' opinion. I was thinking yeah. about this all afternoon and all evening, and then our boy Cole Pete texted me the same message and asked, what do you think? And I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. Who are you rooting for tonight, Texas or TCU? And I know it sounds obvious, like, oh, root for TCU, the Big 12 is going to be over outright completely. I think I'm rooting for Texas. But I want to hear what you guys think first before I explain. I need to know where the hypotheticals co- – like, I I need to know yeah. both sides of it. Where are you okay. going? So the reason, right? What's your first thought? Like, I mean, I has- know where AB's going. I think AB and me kind of had this conversation before we even won last night. Um, AB just wants a big time conference championship it's not even, game. It's on not Saturday, even just right? that, though. It's not. I mean, partially, yes. Like that game would be so exciting if Texas has like a conference championship to play for. KU has an outright to play for. Like that game's gonna have a lot of juice. But also, Texas wins tonight. That only helps their resume, their net ranking, their quad one wins, whatever you want to add to it. So it only makes a win against Texas look better or a loss look better. If Texas comes and loses a TCU and then we lose to a Texas team that's not playing for anything but seeding, 
then it's like, okay, well, you're probably not going to get the number one overall. You lose to a Texas team on Saturday and they beat TCU and KU in the same week. They're going to be top five next week at least. So, like, to me, it's we've already won a share. And I've been very adamant this year. I don't really care that much about winning the conference. It's cool. The Bill Self stats are insane. But, like, as long as this team's peaking at the right time and gets a good draw and a good seed and location in March, that's really what I'm focused on, not another conference championship. I like the last comment. I was going to say that. L-man dude. Yeah. See, I, I can agree with that, the too. Best conference. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's kind of exciting to think we could, if they lose tonight and then we go in and beat Texas, it's going to feel just as good to us. It's still going to get the same amount of hype nationally if we go in and win at Texas. And we'd also secure the league by two games. And now, now your your buddy Joe Lenardi is sitting on ESPN saying this Kansas team won the league by two games. They have to be the number one overall seed. Like, right? Let's, but let's, that that will happen regardless if we win on Saturday. If Texas loses tonight and we win, then we beat Baylor and or K State by two games, and Texas by three games. If Texas wins tonight and then we beat them to, on Saturday, we beat Texas by two games. So like. If there's we're just, winning the league outright, it's by multiple games. That's why it's, you know, there's just in no world, what happens tonight. In no world am I cheering for Texas. Just I I would I like can't. to clinch it, clinch it outright tonight. And then yeah, you you win the Big 12, you win the best conference in the country outright. Um, I don't know. I just there's no way I could cheer for Texas, I feel like. Like, yeah, I would make the game on Saturday bigger, but I still feel like it's going to be a big game regardless. Obviously, Texas is going to play for seeding stuff. Bam, it just won. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it didn't, buddy. They're up five Uh-oh. already. They've been playing for two Yikes. seconds in overtime. Yikes. Yeah. Um, well, just... okay. You got another hypothetical? Not really. I just want your guys' takes on it. I know it sounds crazy on the surface, but I, I don't know. The more I thought – and I'm, I'm kind of torn. Like, I can make an argument for TCU as well. Or for, yeah, TCU winning tonight as well. But it's just, I don't know. The other I'm way to look at it is exciting games. The other way to look at it is imagine TCU beats Texas, and then we beat Texas. Now we've won at TCU and at Texas in the final two weeks of the season, and swept Texas. Like, yeah, and I, I don't know. No. Obviously, we want to beat Texas. Where are you guys on that game? Like, I'm kind of at that point. Like, are we gonna be locked in, or are we kind of just? Eh, what well, I, I heard Bill say. I hope they go play with a free mind and just have fun, which I think when we've seen KU teams do that, it's been, you know, we've, we've been incredible doing that at times, but I don't know. I could also, after what they've been through to get here, the grind they had to go through to win this, I could see them kind of relaxing a little bit, not putting out their best, their best showing on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Cause obviously if you play Texas or if Texas ends up winning tonight, they'll definitely be locked in. Like Bill will have these dudes ready to go. Um, you're playing for an outright big 12 title. Um, I think there's gotta be KU fans out there that are wondering if Bill self's going to low key, not like fully rest guys just cause you're playing he for won't. a one seed. But I feel like there's definitely KU fans out there that will ask that question. If they end up winning an outright tonight, I guess if it got to a situation where they're down a lot late in the second half, maybe, but it is a great, obviously a resume builder. Um, and that if they win at Texas, AB, what would anything in KC really matter for KU? Like, yeah, they probably... you want to win the first game right. like at eight or nine, but how much would the big 12 tournament matter if they end up winning at Texas, a team that is probably going to be a two seed in March. 
Probably not a whole lot. I, I think they're pretty locked into the one line right now. I just don't know who's like going to catch them at this point. Um, but yeah, if you lose in the semis in the Big 12, it's probably going to be Baylor, Texas, or K-State. And all three of those teams are on the two line right now. So it's not by any means a bad loss. Thursday um, afternoon at uh, T-Mobile could be pretty fun. K-State mm-hmm. and KU. Yep. Also, that, I got that'll I got, be that'll be Friday night, right? No. Oh, you just mean the Thursday when they're all there? Yeah. I also yeah, one one more question. Um, how much? Obviously, we want to pass Bama and be the number one overall, but how much does this game really matter? Because they're not going to be in the Midwest. Yeah, um, I do not care about number one overall seed. I just want Midwest. So really. we just we really need to pass Houston because Houston's going to prefer the Midwest, be in the mid, uh, be in Kansas City. Bama, if they get the number one overall, they're going to be what out east or wherever. Yeah. wherever South, the they'd, they'd, go to, they'd go to Louisville, and they, yeah, I, which, yeah. I mean, they're really good, but I'm, I wouldn't guess on guess they would win the SEC. It would be tough to win the SEC tournament. Um, so I feel like they're going to drop another one regardless. But does passing Bama really matter that much? Uh, in the Midwest, no, not particularly, but it's just. It'd be nice oh to take God. like one more team off of the, uh, what am I calling? Like the possibilities of being above KU as a one seed. Like if Bama loses this game, I think KU creates a little bit of space between them and Bama. And then if it comes down to, you know, they should have to hop one more team. I don't know. I'm talking. So Cole Pete, yeah, that's Cole Pete says if we lose one more, he doesn't feel like we're, we're uh, we can be in Midwest. I got to think if we lose Saturday to Texas and then roll through the Big 12 tourney. Or vice versa. But, I mean, Alabama's going to – yeah. What if you win at that's, – that's what I was going to say. What if you win at Texas and then you make it to the Big 12 title game against a team that's going to be a two-seed like Baylor – K or I guess it wouldn't be K-State, Baylor or Texas, you lose in a tight game. Does that kill your resume at all? Like you make it to the Big 12 title game, on the way there you're going to win two quad one games. Does that kill your resume by losing in the Big 12 title game? It's just I so think frustrating. So. It's so frustrating that, and I guess we're kind of just in our bracketology segment of the uh, of the episode. But like, to think we might win seventeen or eighteen quad one wins and not get to play close to home, like it's it's gonna make me mad. And I know yeah. Lenardi flipped us. We are officially in the Midwest as of now. Um, Which uh, we talked I, about that I, before. How, what made him switch us? What made him put us ahead of Houston, like going into the? I mean, I game. wonder if it was just winning the Big Twelve out, or like yeah. for sure winning the Big Twelve. Yeah. Could be, but it's just, so Houston got. Do they have at Memphis on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I got I them mean, losing that one by 25-30. We just need them to lose one game, and we can <laughs> sit back. Yeah, Houston beat East Carolina. Congrats, Houston. Um, we can sit back, feel really good about get. I think like so. We're getting way, way into the weeds here. But, like, let's say Houston loses Sunday. We win Saturday at Texas but lose in the semis of the Big 12 tournament. But Houston wins the American. You following me? Yeah. Are they getting the number one overall seed? Are they getting Midwest? Yeah. With one loss? If they Mm -hmm. lose again, uh I'll lose my mind if they lose one more game and get get seated above us. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. I have a, do you want me to rapid fire through these bracketology shit while I, uh, while we're on it? I don't want to spend yes. an hour doing this. I very much could, but I won't. Here comes okay, Avery's horn frogs. First thing I had was uh, Bama watch. That's just depressing at this point. Uh, the biggest thing, the net math just is not math to me, boys. I don't understand. I genuinely do not understand what goes into the net rankings. You're telling me a team with 15 quad one wins, that's four more than anyone else in the country, and like they've got three times as much as like the 15th highest team in terms of quad one wins. Like it drops off rapidly. They have the number one strength of schedule in the whole country. They play in the best conference in the world and they might win that by two games. How is that team number six in the net rankings behind teams like Tennessee? Tennessee, even with St. Mary's. Yeah. How? Yeah. I don't understand. I'm officially canceling the net rankings. Well, yeah, it's just, it's like they make such a big deal and they show all these graphics about quad one wins and tell you how important they are and tell you got to have X amount to do this and do that. And it's like, okay, well, you tell us that all year. And then the team that dominates that stat is like being left behind a team that's played five games total in quad one with a quad three loss tacked on. Okay. You hadn't lost outside of quad one. That needs to mean something too. It's just, we just I, live in quad one. I if don't we, understand what if, is like the net. I know I must be, just be missing something obvious and like something else that goes in the net rankings. I don't know though, because my only thought is like, like this March, does ahead. margin of victory play a big impact? Cause we haven't won by a lot in many games. So like maybe that plays, you know, so, Tennessee's that, blown some teams out. I think that's like, Houston beating Tulane by 32 points is not more impressive than KU winning at TCU or Texas at home. Like, and I know I'm biased and I probably sound Tell that, that to right the now. computer, not That's me. Fact. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's the, like I said, the math ain't mathing and I, I just don't understand. I feel like, I feel like we would come to a point if we saw this resume from one of the better schools in the country, like another blue blood that we would just be like, yeah, that team, that team deserves the one. Mm-hmm. They deserve to be put wherever they want it. Like, obviously we're biased and stuff like that. But if this was like a Duke or UNC, who literally set the record for most quad yeah. one wins. They don't have a bad loss on their schedule. Like we don't have a bad loss. Um, so our resume is insane. I feel like we, we wouldn't be like biased when it came to another school. If they had this good of a resume where we would just be like, yeah, they deserve to be, a number one and be wherever they want to be. I've even been a little confused why Lenardi's had Bama ahead of us. Like 
We've got one more loss than them, yes, but we've Please smoked miss. them, and I guess we are uh, we're way too we're only going off quad one wins. I think is our problem is we're okay. we're valuing that maybe a little too much. I don't know, but but it's not it even is the strength of schedule. It's non-con strength of schedules in the top twenty. Um, yeah, there's no bad losses. It's like everything they'll show you in blind resume season coming up next week. KU dominates all of that except the net. So I just don't know. What else goes into the net that's thrown it off? But anyways, I don't want to give myself a headache. Uh, I think the number one, like a number one seed is a lock. I already said that. Yeah. Uh, here's another toss-up, and this is going completely against the grain of everything we've talked about all year. What you got, Brayden? Could we lose out and be a number one? Yeah. Well, Lenardi says we have it locked up, so yeah, we probably would because it's Texas, and then yeah, maybe you lose to Texas Tech, but – you're still, I mean, it's, that's yeah. both of those losses aren't as bad as what Alabama, what? where Houston would lose to in their conference tournament. But okay. go ahead with what you were saying, AB. Okay. So all year we've been saying we want to be in Kansas City. And I get that. Mm-hmm. I want that as well. I want me to say that right now before everyone freaks out on me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but I do want to ask would you rather be in Kansas City with like a significantly and factually harder path to the Final Four? or be in New York or Vegas and have somewhat of a cakewalk? Because I don't know if you guys saw Jerry Palm's bracketology today. Laugh out loud funny how easy it is. I know I'd be jinxing it, but Marquette was our two. Gonzaga was our three. Virginia was it Northwestern, our, our five? Yeah, Northwestern, Virginia, and the four, five. Like, I'm sorry. If that's what we're going to get, send me to New York. Send me to the Sahara Desert. Send me to the moon. I want that bracket. I don't Man. care where it plays. You sound like Michael Beasley. Yeah, well, he's pretty good. Play him in Africa. Um, Do you guys have any like? I I think I that? said it. I think I said it last show, and I feel like I sounded crazy. Um, but I don't really care where we play. I obviously want to be in Kansas City, but if we're not in Kansas City, I'm not going to melt down. I think I asked you guys that. Like, are you going to melt down if we're not in the Midwest? I think this team is just as tough as it gets, um, and they can beat anyone anywhere. Um, Kansas City is obviously an added plus. That place would be packed in crimson and blue, but we've seen it not work before. I'm not saying it won't again, but I'm not really going to be tripping if we're not in the Midwest. I tweeted this earlier this week when I think a Lenardi bracket, or maybe it was like the field of 68 guys. I, I, the 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 journalism dudes. I don't know Doster, those guys. I don't know. They they came out with their bracketology, which I don't know how much they know. Um, and they had us as a one in the West with Arizona as our two. And I said, if we break a record for quad one wins and end up in the West with Arizona, I'm going to lose my mind. And people were responding like, dude, Arizona stinks. Like we'd take that in a heartbeat. It's not even about that. It's about how unfair it would be to win 17 quad one wins, win the hardest conference in America by a lot and you got to go play a West Coast team. That's I don't care what people say about Arizona. Me and AB love Arizona. They've got some wild losses. They're still terrifying to me. I think matchup wise uh, too. If we play them in the Elite Eight in a place that's closer to them, like that just doesn't seem it doesn't seem fair. But I I don't think that's going to happen. I really They're, think we're going to end up in the Midwest. Lenardi has them on the three line now, right? Sona, probably I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think also, UCLA was a two, and the and the other three Big Twelve teams. Also, Ryan, do you know and the listeners too? And AB, we talked about this last night. But if we're a one, a Big Twelve team can't be our two, right? Correct. Yeah. 
Because so I'm just that, thinking I mean, there's going to be – there's like two or three teams hovering around that two line in the Big 12 with K-State, Texas, Baylor. So it might come down to like, what, two teams? Because there's going to be – probably pro- pretty likely we're going to get UCLA if they're a two, which I'm starting to think they should hop Purdue as a one, but right. we don't got to get into that. So, I mean, yeah, it seems very likely that we could end up with Purdue, UCLA, Arizona. Um, God, who else is up there on the two line? I, I still think Gonzaga could sneak up there with some other teams losing and them winning the Marquette. I mean, feed me Shaka Smart. Is Tennessee please. a two? I know we don't no. have the best luck in the Elite Eight against that 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 old man, but idiot. Um, um <laughs> that's really all I've got. I kind of hit all the rest of them in that last one, but Who's on the two? Um, before yeah. we move on, comment section. Do you guys have any bracketology questions? Anything you want to touch on before we go? Because or not go. We've got one more segment we want to get to. Okay. Tennessee and Marquette. Tennessee and yeah. Marquette are pretty close to the two line. Lenardi has them at Tennessee, nine. Tennessee. Tennessee would have been a team bagging. that I would have said. I hate the matchup, but now Ziggler's out for the year with torn ACL. And what's happening? AB's making face Alabama-Auburn. Oh, no, that was a foul. Why did he go up for the dunk and miss it? Uh, I thought he was going to, like, blow that at the end. Why did he go up for the dunk and miss it? Sorry, folks. For folks listening, this is the worst podcasting of all time. But, um, yeah, Tennessee I'd take all day now. Um, Scariest matchup. I don't know. Where are we on, like, Zach Eady and Purdue? Purdue does not scare me roster wise at all. Me. I don't. I, even, I don't even really have an answer, but I feel like we're forced to pick one. So I still think I would. I still think I would lean Zona, which is crazy. I just think I think when they're clicking, their guard plays really good. But they got two really good bigs, to Bellis, Ballo. Um, so I don't know who else I would say. I mean, Houston obviously they're really good defensively, athletic. Um, I think they they struggle to score sometimes though. So. I don't know. I really don't know who it would be outside of Zona. I just Zach Eady terrifies me though. Like I'm sorry, a yeah. guy that's almost a foot taller than our tallest player is. I mean, we. I can't think of the guy. Whoever 11 was for Tech last night was giving KJ <laughs> the business downstairs at times, and it's like I can't imagine what a guy like Zach Eady would do. And that's nothing against KJ. He's awesome in certain areas, and he's been great all year, but. Just a guy that overpowers him that much is kind of terrifying to me. Matchups make fights. I don't think Purdue's all that good, but you know, kind of scary. Yeah, I uh, we got. Would you rather see UConn or Creighton as a four seed? UConn, Creighton. I don't know. Creighton. Obviously, we have the fear because they took us to the wire last year and they returned so much. Um, but UConn, like analytically, you look at Ken Palm, like they could sneaky make a run in yeah. the tournament. Like they're one of the few teams in the top 20 offensive defensive efficiency. Their coach is an absolute psychopath. <laughs> uh, did you guys see Fran McGaffrey staring down that ref? Yeah. That was that was crazy. <laughs> that was so see, funny to me, though. Did you see me lose plus five and a half when they were up 10 with 40 seconds left? Dude, I was watching that and I was like, I bet B turn somehow is on the other end of this game. Like you um, What were we what'd you ask before the Fran thing? Uh what were we talking about? Oh, oh about UConn, UConn Creighton. How, like, oh, I think yeah. they're scarier than Creighton. So no, yeah, Ken Palm wise, they're like last I looked, what, top five, A B? Yeah. Sonogo would be a load pause. Um, but Creighton has a ton of talent. Um, Baylor Shireman, Nimhard. 
um, Kaluma, who was randomly going off on us. Yeah. Um, Brenner would kind of be a load also in the post. Who else am I missing? They got one more guy that can play. A lot of March loads coming out of you. <laughs> Did you talk? Shireman? Did you say that, dude? They got Their he's, starting five is really good, but they're not deep, I feel like. like he, they don't have he's much a prime candidate for like six for six first half from three against us. I heard Doug uh, McBuckets is coming back for the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, uh, Trey Alexander. Former Bull Super. Yeah. Trey Alexander is averaging double figures. So their starting five is really good. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like that's a team that could get hot and actually go on a run. Like I could I could randomly see Creighton making a final four. God, I've said it that. Isn't all crazy year, as but a at what four, point but... do you stop stinking? You've been the season's yes, been going you. since November. Like and I've I've been a, I've been in agreement, but it's like okay, we've been saying this all year and they have just stunk. How in the I, world did Creighton we almost lose like, to them? I've got them losing first round this year. I don't care who they're playing, I'm taking the other team. There's just far too much hype for a four or five seed to like everyone loves Creighton. Every analytics website loves Creighton. Everyone thinks Creighton's going to be a sleeper and it's going to be like Iowa last year where it just doesn't happen. And it's probably going to benefit us too. Doesn't. Yeah. Um, I I can't wait for everyone to pick Iowa to go to the Elite Eight and Final Four and they lose to. uh, Okay. TCU, TCU Texas just got on the television with five minutes left in the first half. <laughs> wow. It's three minutes. Sorry. Yeah. They just got out of Alabama. They, they escape again against a subpar team. But uh, mm. all right, let's move on. We're going to do our a new segment, which we've done this before in a way, but we've kind of organized it a little more. And uh, it's something me and AB, we just randomly text each other these things. Sometimes <laughs> we've talked about on the pod with B-Turn before. We're calling it the can you picture it segment. And it's something we talked about all last year, right? Is can you picture this team? You know, like you you think of a scenario and you truly dig in deep in your brain and you say, can I picture this actually happening? Can you visualize it? Last year we would say, can you picture Bill Self on the podium with Remy Martin, Ochai Baji, Christian Brown? And we were all like, yes. Like if you can't picture that, like. (laughs) <laughs> Remy seemed like a guy that just belonged on a podium. I, I could just see it. I could. Um, so that's our new our new segment. We each were supposed to bring one to the table because I I, I like mine. I like mine. Do you not uh, read our text? B turn never comes prepared. Um, here's mine. Are you ready, AB, or do you want to go, or do you want to set the scene? This is kind of your idea. No, I, I don't want to take credit for it because I feel like you were the one that put this whole like theory in my brain, and I've been obsessed with it because it usually works out perfectly. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I'll let you go ahead and go first. Um, but you know, so okay, I I've been thinking th- this Kansas City regional thing has been consuming my brain. I want it badly. One because I just really want to go to the games. Two because here's my can you picture it. Can you guys picture Bill Self losing two straight Elite Eight games in Kansas City? Nope. Like, like, I'm not saying we for sure get to the Elite Eight. The tournament is chaos. We could lose. I can picture him losing a Sweet 16 game. I can picture him losing a second round game. If we make the Elite Eight and we are playing in the T-Mobile Center, we are not losing that basketball game. Bill Self is not losing two straight games. I can't picture the press conference where they're saying, Bill, 
You've now played in Kansas City Elite Eight twice, and you've lost again. I can't picture it. I just can't. So, I don't know, A.B., can you picture it? I was going to say no, and then I remember that. Bill Bill loves winning conference titles more than anything. The negative side, he loves losing Elite Eight games more than anything. So, I'm not going to completely rule out that wow. he could lose an Elite Eight game. Um, but I do – it did come to my mind as well, like – you're really going to get an elite eight in Kansas City twice in what six years? As really going to lose seed. both of them. You're really going to lose them yeah. both. No. Yeah. With a top, not happening. We got a lottery pick on both roster. You got experienced guys on both rosters that are national player of the year candidates. It's kind of a good comparison to this team. I feel like that, that's not me saying this team will roll to a Final Four at all. I'm just no. telling you, if we end up in an elite eight in Kansas City, we're not losing. I can't picture that. That's the only mm-hmm. game I can't picture us losing in the tournament this year. That's terrible. So there's mine. Uh, good news. <laughs> uh, defending champ hasn't made it to the Elite Eight since 2007. Florida. Um, one other thing that I looked up before we got on. It's only happened twice in our lifetimes that the defending national champion ended up the number one overall seed the following year. I, I just stopped at 1994. Uh, so that's Florida keep going back. Oh Florida in 07 was the number yeah. one overall, and Villanova in 2017 was number one overall, and then they lost to Wisconsin, I think. <laughs> Kyle, can we talk about Kyle Coffey right here? It'll get me on a rant, I won't go long, but he says, Can you picture better KU golf style hats coming out soon? I randomly tweeted the other night, My making it my life mission to make better hats available for Kansas. I actually had people reach out to me, like, Hey. I'm, 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 I'm with you. Like we can help. Like I had a, I had a golf pro from a country club or whatever, reach out. I don't think it's possible boys. I <laughs> I've ran into many dead ends. Uh, I'm still working on it. If someone can get me how much it costs to get the rights to put the logo of Kansas on hats, please let me know. I'll crowdfund it. I don't know what we need to do. What about that uh, block style letter K that someone tweeted last night? Could we get away with that one? I don't know. I it's don't not- know. I mean, we've we threw up a picture of Tyon Grant Foster wearing our hoodie on our website, and they arrested. Came. I mean, we were Furious. about to go to jail. Yeah. Uh, so. Can you imagine us being like in a in like an FBI court documented report about college basketball scandals, and it's saying. <laughs> The Ain't No Seats podcast is trying to sell merch off of Tyon Grant Foster. And, uh, dude, I, uh, I, I mean, maybe what was your I, what was your can you picture? I haven't gone yet. I Let's go talking about other shit. I I kind of want to just ask you guys, like, who are some teams that you absolutely cannot picture up on the podium, and why is the first team that comes to my mind always Purdue? I just cannot see Matt Painter up they there winning a national title and Zach Eady's tall, goofy ass holding a trophy because and our smacking the team even... against the board. I can't we see can't it. Even... I love you're doing it so well, though. These are the things you got to envision. Like, can you envision Zach Eady slapping the board? No, you can't. It's not happening. Um, I don't know if they're my number one, though, because the fact that he is national player of the year, you know, you always kind of got to picture that guy. Uh, I'm trying to think who I just absolutely cannot picture at all. Can I read a, a message from a fan, a good friend of mine that I was telling him because he also loves the can you picture it thing. Um, <laughs> and he said, can you picture any of these guys winning it? Shaka Smart, 
Matt Painter, oh, I would Jerome Tang, or the Brandon Miller Nate Oates combo? To me, Imagine the answer Tang hitting the Wabash. To me, the answer is no to all of them. And then if you get past those guys, how many guys are left that can win the championship? Bill Self. Mm-hmm. It's hard. To, I can I totally mean, picture us with Jalen and McCuller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to say no to us, especially fresh off winning it last year. Um, God, I don't know, though, AB. I mean, you basically just took out we got a two, two of the top five helmet. teams in the country. All those teams are like one, two, or three seats. It's insane. I mean, I can kind of see Nate Oates and Brandon Miller. I can definitely which, see Nate Oates. But they are very – Maybe in future years. I don't know about this year. It's kind of crazy Oates, to think, like, if Nato, win, if Nato wins the title this year, he becomes, like, the number two or three guy in the country coaching-wise. Like, he becomes one of the bigger faces in the game because Jay Wright, all those guys are gone. You're looking for more guys to step up. Like, I feel like Matt Painter is right there, but he's got to make a Final Four. Um, God, I don't know. I, I really want to say – Purdue and Painter are due, but to me, this roster compared to what they've had is just not it. Like, like they've got two. Yeah. This would kind of be the year that Gonzaga does it, even though they're not good defensively at all. It was, they're kind of flying under the radar. Their offense is unreal. (laughs) They score 100 points a night. Um, I've kind of been tough on their guard play, but I think their guard plays improved tremendously throughout the year. But I don't know. I could see Gonzaga randomly do it. Off-brand Gus Johnson, a.k.a. Rodney Terry. <laughs> Ryan he loves does it. look like him. <laughs> oh, Gus what I was going to say is I, someone in the comments earlier talked about three-point shooting, and me and AB on the way home last night just talked about it's inevitable that this team's going to win one or two just disgusting games in the tournament. And we did it last year um, with Providence, which looking at that box score was disgusting. Um, Oach was like two for 10 and he had five yeah. points and Remy had 20 or just 23. Remy, Remy doing yeah. everything. That but first half. dude, this team's going to win. It's going to be disgusting and we're going to have to survive and we're going to be pulling hair out and we're going to lose years off our life. But there's going to be like Jalen. He's one for 18 from three. His last, he hasn't hit a three since at Oklahoma State. Um, and then Grady has his nights. Obviously, Grady's an elite shooter, but he has his nights where he's cold. He'll he was go, hot last night. Yeah, oh for seven. Um, Dewan, Dewan can shoot, but like McCuller has his. He can't. He's never been really a knockdown shooter. Dewan isn't really respected as a shooter. So we're gonna have a night where we can't hit threes, and it terrifies me. But I think this team's so battle tested. Especially with the Big 12, I feel like we haven't talked about how ready these dudes are going to be for the tournament just from the Big 12, but their experience from past tournaments. But I think they've shown where they can get stops and they can win ugly, which is huge. Bill Self loves it. But, yeah, terrified that we're going to have a night where we're two for 21 from three, which I think we've done before in a tournament. I love, and and Kyle kind of shouted it out in that comment, but, like, We've we've won games in the 90s. We've done it in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s. We've done it where Jalen gets two points. We've now done it where Grady gets four points. So, like, we've proven that we can find ways. Now, we've done those at Allen Fieldhouse. Can we do this on a neutral floor uh, without the crowd behind us? I don't know. That's the scary part. If Grady Dick goes 0 for 9 in a second-round game, I don't know how good I feel. But uh, – Cole Pete said, who is the Remy Martin that bails us out offensively this year? I don't know who it's going to be, but I can tell you who's going to try their dang hardest 
and it's Joe Yesifu. Joe Yesifu, baby. <laughs> that guy is going to get his shots up, and they might go in. And if they do, he's going to be the guy. What, I really don't think there's another candidate. That's what scares me is I just – God, I just feel like he can't even really get close to that level of Remy. He can't. Or Remy's average – I know he did it at Drake, um, and I know he did it against a good USC team in the tournament. I just feel like – and last night I, I was pretty tough on Joe um, at the old field house. AB knows that. I just feel like when he's not making shots, he does nothing. Defensively, Bill just loses his mind on the bench. The quickest yank of all time every time Joe messes up. But when he's not making shots, he's God, I don't want to say useless. No, but you, you said it. <laughs> it just drives me crazy. And I don't know. I just it would be nice. I feel like he's gonna have a game where he hits two or three threes in the tournament. I think Jalen Coleman lands land had a game. God, I forgot. What's it? Jalen Coleman lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that team last year, I was thinking they about a couple threes against like, that team was, we were, you think about Jalen Coleman lands was on our bench. Remy was on our bench and Mitch was on our bench. Those are guys that have been in college for a thousand years, just, and been good college players. Like it's, uh, it's kind of wild, but, uh, yeah, Can I, don't I just, it, yeah, I, I don't know if there's more that you guys want to talk about on that note, but I'm just sad because my can you picture it was good, but it got fucked because Texas stinks. Well, say it anyways. Well, so Texas has Texas is going to have all the tiebreakers against KU if they do tie, so they'd be the one seed. And I was going to ask if you could even realistically picture those four to twelve Texas old men that wear their cowboy stuff and their cowboy hats, rooting on the Texas basketball Longhorns at one thirty in the afternoon on Thursday in Kansas City as the number one seed. Because I cannot. That was- I love that that was well, your well it was going to tie into like like more of a prediction for Saturday if Texas Our... won this game that we were going to win. Now, I think TCU winning this game means I have no idea what's going to happen on Saturday. If Texas won tonight, I would have, you know, been super confident. Texas those... might stink, by the way. Those guys I mean, are... is... yeah, I... Do you think those guys are still alive or do you think they just replace them with old men every year they just switch i i remember seeing the hats they pass the hats down they don't move they sit in their chair Mm -hmm. there is no way the guys i saw in oh they don't even throw a hook dude still there no chance those guys kicked the bucket long ago also Um, listeners we all gotta meet up uh in kansas city next weekend we should all be there at least me and rye hopefully ab is there too but i will be there every minute yeah. I'm excited. Won't miss a game. I was thinking that. Do you do you go to the Big 12 championship if KU doesn't make it? Probably not. I'd probably sling that ticket, sell it to somebody. You're aren't you whose party is it? Is it Tanner's? Yeah. It's a bachelor's He's party. A, so like if K State's in it and KU's not, like you're kind of stuck and you gotta go, right? <sighs> I'd probably just sell the ticket to a K State person, and let them I don't know. Yeah. That's you're gonna true. like bail I, on I, a bachelor I, I party. Yeah, like, it's true. Said, it's a bachelor <laughs> party. I have to go. Yeah, yikes. I I don't think K State's making the Big Twelve title game. Can you picture that? Yes. Well, they'd have to beat us, right? No. So Texas is going to be the four seed if they lose tonight and we beat them. Wow. Yeah. I don't love that. Well, that's assuming I think K State. Yeah, K State won tonight. Um, and I think Baylor. If Baylor beats Iowa State and K State. K-State's against West Vaugh, so maybe that changes things. But, yeah, Texas is going to be 11-7 and seven 
if they lose tonight and KU beats them on Saturday. So um before before we start wrapping up, whenever we do that, probably an hour from now. Um <laughs> we need to talk about a guy that we really I don't we haven't even talked about on this whole pod, a guy we love, and we haven't even talked about the game Saturday, but Dewan fucking Harris has been absolutely tremendous last night. Unbelievable. Seven for 12 from the floor, 16 points, just throwing out dimes. The way he sees the floor is crazy. Um, what was his stat line against West Virginia Saturday? He had Virginia 17, eight, I think. 18. Yeah. Yeah. And he was un, he was the best player on the floor against West Virginia. Can make Jalen obviously had 20 plus. Um, just Dewan controls the game so good defensively. He is, I mean, he's up there, man, for one of my favorite Jayhawks of all time. And we've obviously been watching KU Hoops for years. He's his story's unbelievable. I God, we got to get him on someday because his story's crazy. People don't even know half the stuff. Like, and he it yeah. just makes me so happy. And we might have him for two more years. Like it Rye loves that. Talk, love talk about having him for two more years. We'll at least have him for one more, probably two more. But dude, he is just he's great. And I just I feel 22 great and 0 against any team. Plus. I feel great against any team when he's running the show, getting guys involved. He knocks down – I feel like he knocks down the majority of his open jumpers. He f- finishes around the rim besides the hook shot he threw at the backboard last night late that almost broke the glass. But I love him to death. Um, he's fucking awesome. Like he, I, I legitimately I am confident every time he shoots a three. Like that's not something I ever saw coming in his career, but – I legitimately expect the ball to go in when he shoots. But what do you guys? Um, uh, what do you guys think his personal accolade, is, like ceiling, is at KU? Like, if he, do you think in twenty twenty five he's like an All American candidate, like a National Player of the Year candidate? Because right now he's not doing like putting up the numbers to do so. But as he gets older, and we've seen it every year since he's gotten here, he continues to get more comfortable trying to score and attack and be aggressive and shoot the ball better. Like, is he gonna I, turn? Frank Mason's senior year and be like the best passing, but also go out and score 20 points a night. Do not take this as me comparing DeWan to this guy, but remember like Aaron Kraft, like not to compare him to Aaron Kraft, but like, remember he was like an all American candidate. He wasn't a huge scorer, but people finally just started to realize as I thought he was a little overrated, but like he did impact the game in a lot of ways. And I think at a certain point people started to be like, okay, Aaron Kraft's an All-American candidate. Like I think Dewan will get did, to that point. Did uh, which, did which Aaron Kim or Wiggins? Did Aaron Kraft have um, any success against KU? No. He uh, he no. cried on the sideline because he didn't understand what was happening in the final two seconds. <laughs> um, that's the craziest ending to a Final Four game ever, is it not? Not the lane I violation, but like the fact that with three the seconds left in a like, two-point game, it's like here you yeah. go, pass it in. Ohio State's still complaining. Ball game. I just looked, we'll see you Monday night. I just <laughs> looked at um KU's reference page. Um, off the top of your head, what is Dewan Harris's three point percentage this year? I can't believe this. I don't know 30, if you're gonna 38 percent, Anthony. Um, I can't get a read. I gotta this. check this again. 42. <laughs> I, I feel like it's in the 40s since he's bringing it up. It's 43 percent. Shit. From three, and he's shooting over two threes a game. Forty-three percent from three, and one of the best pure point guards in the country. One of the best defenders. He's forty-three percent from three. So, what if I told you, like six months ago, that there were going to be? I didn't know that. 
five games this year that DeWan shot double-digit shots and that he was going to shoot, what, 43% from three on the year. We would have laughed at each other. That wasn't even like – that would have been us going crazy to ourselves about like, oh, what if he did this? What if he did that? Are we going to be national champions if someone does X? And he's out there doing it. It's crazy. Yeah, so four for seven his last two games. He's 27 for 63 from three this year. Just create that that added element for Juan. Like teams, I was watching Nova highlights last night from the Final Four, and teams are just sagging off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, he, hit, he hit a bunch of big shots against Nova, but yeah, I think Dewan. I think I I really do think he'll play in the league someday. I think he's finally started to realize that he needs to be a scorer, and that's going to be huge over the next the next few years, and especially the rest of the season, if we're going to win a natty. Or, or, I just want to make a Final Four. Back-to-back Final Fours would be so sick. One more thing for me, and this is for the people in the comments too. We've talked about this all year, but how much does the height thing worry you about playing teams with length and height in the tournament? Because we talked about it all year, but they find ways to win. They got all the quad one wins. They beat all these good teams in the Big 12. So I'm sure it'll come, maybe come to that in the tournament, but I think Uday has been, I think he's progressed really well. Um, but how much does it, how much does it worry you in the tournament? And do we need, or do we just need to get over that? I'm pretty over it. I think, uh, because you got to think about it. These teams have to figure out how to guard KJ Adams too. Like they've got to figure out how to guard our offense, which I think is, is tough to do also. Like, Zach Heady doesn't want to be chasing around KJ Adams on the perimeter. Like, I don't know it. I think we overthink that stuff. It's like the, I mean, Sfee shut down Marvin, Marvin Bagley like that. Do you remember Jeff Withy against Mizzou in 2012? Like both games, he was just a non-factor and they were starting with Lawrence Bowers. Is that who it was? Or uh, Ricardo Ratliff. Yeah. (laughs) And he just, I think he had two points in the two games. Lawrence Bowers. I love that name drop. He's a KCSN guy, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think he was. Hello, podcaster. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, boys. This was fun. Locked in as a one seed, 17 conference titles in 20 years. They just won the best league we've seen in a long time. Bill Self is best Ooh. coach in Kansas history, one of the best Real quick, we've ever seen. Sorry to interrupt. Love this from our producer in the private chat. Dewan is 49% on catch and shoot threes. He's a coin flip on a catch and shoot three. Thank you. 58% on open catch and shoot threes. I mean, that's you're gonna take that every day. Love it. All right, boys. All right. Well, this is fun. Shout out to all the listeners. Thank you for for chiming in. Made this more fun. And we'll try and do this more often as we go. Let's uh I guess we're going to wrap up outright tonight, it looks like, because Texas stinks. But if not, let's go do it Saturday in Austin. Did I jinx it? I'm sorry. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.